These are three, there are three parables in this passage from Luke. We don't read about the last one this week because the last one is the prodigal son, which we revisited at, we visited after Easter. But I've often thought about the woman with the coin because every time I go to Google images to look for a picture of the woman, she's always old and she's always on the floor and digging around a table. We don't get the after picture, such as one, the one on the cover of your bulletin, with a woman rejoicing that she has found the coin and she's young and she's standing on a balcony holding it in front of her. So we can imagine that the woman is not only young, but she's rather affluent by the way she's dressed and by where she lives. It's not some little dirt hovel somewhere. It's a, quite a well-to-do house. And that's why I like this painting, because the woman not only is younger, but she also is joyful. She's not looking worried about not being able to find the coin on the floor. But she is just grateful that she has found it and wants to share her good fortune with her friends and neighbors. If you are to think that this parable is about lostness, Father Robert Capon, who is an Episcopal priest, who was an, he unfortunately died uh, too soon, would tell you that you are wrong because it is not about lostness. In his book, Kingdom, Grace, and God, he talks about this very parable. And this parable, he says, is about forgiveness. It's about God forgiving us for the things that we have done wrong. And that when we confess, that we are finished with whatever mistakes we have made in life. I don't know how many of you revisit old mistakes over and over and over. In the middle of the night, they seem to become quite important. I can go back to when I'm 22, when I'm laying in bed, and think about what a terrible person I was. And then I realized it's not accomplishing anything because I am far from 22 anymore, and I think I may have learned a thing or two. But it's very easy to get trapped in that feeling of, if I had, I'm so sorry, I'm a terrible person. And Capon tells us that that is not what this parable is about. When we confess our sins, we move on. We don't revisit them over and over again. And when I had a spiritual director, Ted, and I made my confession to him, when I sat down, he looked at me and he said, now I'm gonna tell you something. And fear kind of clutched my heart because I wondered what he was going to say. And he said, whatever you confess to me, it's over. The slate is clean. We don't talk about it again, and you're not to think about it. You are to move on. That is the very reason for, for, for confession. And that God knows in our humanity that we do make mistakes, that we are riddled with error. But 
Through the resurrection of Jesus, that is why we are forgiven forever. We don't keep Jesus up on the cross, although some people, that's the only way that they see him. Jesus is gone. The cross is empty because through the victory of his crucifixion, we have life everlasting. It's very easy to get caught up in the wrong message or a different message. But if we keep Jesus up on the cross, then his suffering was for naught. That we don't learn from our, if we don't learn from our mistakes and confess them and move on, then we will never know God's love fully and understand the resurrection. Because God came back to tell us that he has conquered death and that evil has no say in our lives. We may see evil, we may hear about it and read about it, but evil is not the winning hand here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Perhaps you know a person who can't let go of something they have done wrong in their life. For years, they, they pull out an error or a succession of errors, and they enjoy gnawing on it like a dog with a bone. They just can't let go. They have totally missed the reason for confession. And they've also missed the reason for absolution. When we are absolved of our sins, we are told they are no more. The slate is clean. We can move on. And to keep revisiting them itself is a sin. Because until we can let go of what we have done wrong, we can't embrace who we can be. We hear about people who have totally changed their lives because they've come into a church, they've realized they don't like the way they live anymore, and they've amended their ways. That is what Father Capon is talking about when he talks about, excuse me, when he writes about absolution and the lost coin. So many people find it so difficult to forgive themselves. They for, can forgive others all day long, but to be able to forgive oneself can be a real challenge. But that's what we're called to do as people who follow a risen Lord, not a Lord who hangs on the cross, because then his work was only half done. We have to be willing to embrace the new life that he has promised us in the resurrection. I've often said that staying in the tomb is not what God had in mind. Because if we stay in our own personal tombs, we become entombed to what is wrong with ourselves and how we make it so that we cannot change. So I invite you to think about what this parable is about. It's nice to find change in the couch or in a pocket, but it's better to find change in our hearts. 
Amen.